Welcome back to the Split the Uprights podcast. We have risen from the dead. We are back here. It is playoff football time. We are so happy to be back with you guys. Ben, how you doing, man? Been a minute. It's been a hot minute. How long has it been? About a month and a half. That's too long, man. Too long. But we are un- have Undertaker vibes right now, raising from the dead. Uh, we're getting this thing back going, giving you guys the fun playoff previews. Ben, what are we going to be doing today? Well, we're going to go through all six games in order. Um, so if you're listening to this like Saturday morning, um, you can get a head start on kind of what the takes are going to be like uh, Monday morning after these six games happen. I think we're going to kind of give you a primer of what to expect if each team wins and each team loses. Um, but we're going to break down each game and kind of give our take on at least who's going to win or at least our thoughts. We're probably going to be dead wrong. We, we I'm always wrong. You, you know, uh, these th- the playoffs are so unpredictable. You think you know what's going to happen, and then there's a missed penalty somewhere, and then the Saints are sa- sad about something. Cody you know? Yeah, you never know. So we'll, we're going to go ahead, and let's just go ahead and get right into it. We're going to go straight in order, starting with the Saturday slate. Uh, first game on the docket, the Indianapolis Colts travel up to Buffalo, the number seven seed taking on the two-seeded Bills. Ben, let's go ahead and talk about what these coaches have at stake here. Yeah, so we're going to start on the Indy side of the ball, um, Frank Reich. Um, so for each game, we're going to say like what the break even point is for this coach and for each team. And basically by what we mean by that is what round each coach and each team need to get to, um, for them not to get like media criticism for them, not to get skewered on that Monday morning, uh, you know, all the takes, all the talk shows. Um, so we're going to do that for all 12, but for Frank Reich, I think since Buffalo, everybody's talking about how amazing they are right now. They're kind of like the trendy pick um, for like AFC favorite, which I will address later as we are exiting this pod. I'm um, sure so you will. Frank, I'm sure you will. For Frank Reich, honestly, I think if they get beat in a close game here against Buffalo, I don't think anybody's going to hold that too much against them, especially since um, Philip Rivers, everybody's kind of doubting him a little bit. Um, he's kind of a statue back there. Um, and as for Philip Rivers, I mean, if he won this game, it'd be a great upset, especially going up to Buffalo in the cold. Um, and then for him to really push his narrative forward, he would need to get to the AFC championship game, which I don't think he's done since the 07 playoffs. Is that right? Against the Patriots? It's been, yeah, it's been quite some time. Yeah, it's been quite some time. So for those two, that's kind of like what you're looking for. If they're going to like really propel themselves into new heights, you know, for Frank Reich, he's got to get a new quarterback in there for um, them to really be able to go deep, I think. But, you know, if he pulls this upset, which I don't think is impossible, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think that it's impossible. I actually kind of like uh, the way Indy's D kind of matches up with uh, Buffalo. But I do think Buffalo is uh, like really hot right now. Um, so, I mean, we just saw what they did to Miami and they made it look very easy. Uh, but in the case of Frank Reich and Phillip Rivers, I don't think that anybody is going to skewer them if they get beat here. Um, it, it's expected 
that the Bills should take this one home pretty handedly. Um, in the case of Phillip Rivers, though, uh, it's going to not necessarily push too much, I think, on his legacy. Uh, switch, switching teams this late in his career, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's just happy to be in the playoffs at all. Uh, I don't think it's really going to make or break you know, his Hall of Fame status um, unless he does something spectacular and leads this team pretty far. Then I think you know that might give him a little bit more to speak on on his Hall of Fame resume. Yeah, I think it's all upside for the Colts. Like they are not favored to win this game. I think they're six or six and a half point underdogs. Um, so for both these two parties, um, a win here, and it would probably be the lead story of Monday if the Bills oh, get yeah. knocked off. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's go ahead and talk about those Bills. Sean McDermott here. Um, playing as a number two seed, the team is as hot as ever. Uh, ben, what do you think is the breaking point uh, for this Bills team? Yeah, so the break-even point for McDermott um, has to be the AFC Championship game, um, just with how hot the Bills have been. Um, you know, honestly, if they won this game, but they didn't finish the season like they did, where everybody's kind of got those those, you know, they're calling them the favorite right now almost. A lot of people are, and if that wouldn't have happened, um, they probably could have won this game and then gone into round two and lost, and people would have said that's like a step forward, right? I mean, they lost in this round last year, but if they took it one step further, especially, you know, you're going to have Josh Allen for the next decade. Right. Um, people would have seen that as a good step forward, but I think if he manages to not make it to the AFC Championship game, they're kind of they're going to come at him a little bit. Not really. Like, it's nobody's going to be calling for his job or anything like that. We're, right. not, we're not saying that, but no. it's going to be a disappointment if McDermott doesn't take this team to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I, th- I think that I have to agree with you there. Um, the Bills are so hot right now, and Will Ferrell quote right there, but they're on such a streak right now that they're expected to at least make the AFC Championship. Anything less than that I think is going to be a disappointing season for them, um, and I think they're looking towards Super Bowl. That's where they're – that's where they're – they're obviously at, well, all the teams are looking for that, but I think that's where they expect to Washington's get this season. Not. Yeah, I, you know, well, and the Bears didn't even think they were going to be in here, so they lose and get in. So we'll we'll get to them later, but I think anything short of the AFC Championship is just going to be a huge disappointment uh, for this team. But I d- do expect them to get to the AFC Championship. Do yeah, you want to go ahead Josh and Josh Allen? I mean, yeah. if he loses this game. I'm not going to say the pitchforks will be out a little bit, but uh, there's going to be some questions. Like, especially if he plays bad, people are going to like look back on this whole 16 game season and wonder if it was kind of fraudulent, like if it was fluky, which probably is unfair. But you know how he looked against the Texans last year, where he was kind of up and down, kind of fell apart down the stretch there. Um, if he has a similar game, that's kind of what people are going to say. So this is kind of a must win. Right. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I don't expect him to have a bad game, um, but you never know. But I have a weird little comparison. I, I kind of get the vibes from this Bills team, uh, the same kind of vibes I kind of got from the 2016 Falcons. Like, they're hitting their stride kind of at the same time the Falcons did. 
I don't like that. I know you don't, but I'm just saying they hit their stride about the same time, and then for the like last half of the season, they've just been wrecking teams, and that's exactly what the Falcons. They started off kind of eh, and then ever since that Hail Mary loss to the that the Bills had, they have dominated ever since. So that's the kind of vibes I'm getting, and I am going to take the Bills to win this game. Um, I'm going to say 34-20. So you got them covering? Yes, I do. Yeah, so I also have them winning. I just can't really see Indy going up there and winning that game. I do think they'll keep it close, though. I think it'll be like a four- or five-point game. Um, but So we will not get the Josh Allen hot takes um, on Monday morning like we talked about. Um, but let's go on ahead and talk about the Rams. That's going to be game two of the Saturday slate. The Rams go up to Seattle to take on Pete Carroll and those Seahawks. What do you think the break-even point is for Sean McVay, the underdog? Okay, so I think in a normal situation, I think he needs to win this game. Uh, but with Goff not being 100%, I don't yeah. think that anyone's going to criticize them if they end up losing this. Um, the defense is going to need to carry them. Their defense has been great all year. Uh, shout out Brandon Staley. Uh, but I think it's going to be really difficult for them to actually get the ball moving on offense. Uh, without Goff there, and I, I don't think it's going to really hold too much um, on the head of Sean McVay. Can I ask you a question? Always. All right, so I don't know if this is a mild, a medium, or a hot take, or not even on the heat scale, but is it one of those, or not at all, for me to say that um, the Rams have a better shot at upsetting the Seahawks if Wolford is in over a broken thumb Jared Goff is that like out of bounds or I don't I don't think so I don't I don't think that's out of bounds I think that's actually like pro- with, I think that's like probably accurate thumb. I think that's I think that's probably accurate um that so they that's have not the even a mild take no no I don't think so I think that's accurate I, I just think that there there's not going to be any pressure on McVeigh to win this game if Goff's not in there I think that definitely was true. Yeah, I think that with Warford in there, they do have the better chance because I mean the rushing. Yeah, so the you rushing got, you, floor. Yeah, like he converts some like third and sixes with his legs. Yeah, I mean the the passing with Goff down the stretch wasn't even there anyway, so you're not even losing right. that per se. Right. Yeah. I I I'm I tend to agree with that take. Um. I I just don't think it has, puts any pressure on McVay, and I think it's just all the not necessarily all the pressure, but it's it's a little bit more pressure on the Seahawks to not lose to a backup quarterback oh. in the playoffs. Oh, so. it's all the pressure. I mean, yeah. uh, transitioning over to the Seattle side, um, for Pete Carroll, I think the break-even would be the NFC title game in Lambeau. Now, if Green Bay were to get upset, and I'm not sure how the seeding is going to work. In fact, we don't really know. No one, no one will know, play. yeah. No one will know, and so maybe the Seahawks will play Green Bay in the second round, which I think is possible. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, because they're the three seed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, for Pete Carroll, no, they got to in, the, in the second game. round, they won't be able to play him. I think that's right. Oh. It's, I think it's only 
it'd be well, yeah, think... four through seven can play. I think. Uh, is that facts? I don't think there's only four teams in the second round, so I think. Yeah, I think yeah, any I... of those bottom four can play, but I don't because you're gonna get a, four, a at least a four seed. Oh, you're right. So, you're not. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So they won't play him until the NFC title game at earliest. And so if he gets to that game and loses to the Packers and Lambeau, like, I don't think anybody's going to hold it against Pete Carroll. Like, everybody's looking at the Packers as a favorite. Um, but for Russ, if, he's got to win this. This is like a – I mean, he won't get the same narratives like Josh Allen if he loses because he's more proven. And so he has a long track record of being right. a great quarterback. Um, but if he loses, and especially if they look bad – that might put an end to the let Russ cook campaign because if they try and air it out and he throws like three picks and they lose like 13 to 10, that really might put an end to it. Like it, cause we've seen like that, like the last eight or nine games of the season, they haven't really looked the same as the first month and a half. Uh, if, you, if I could get that first month and a half Seahawks team back, Oh, that was fun, but this, like, you're hitting the nail on the head right there. The last eight eight games or so, it's not pretty. It's, it's not what we've seen. I mean, DK's not really the same as we thought he was going to be. Um, I mean, they're, they're just kind of scooting on by. They didn't have, like, a very difficult schedule um, over the last half of this thing. They're not coming in here necessarily hot, and I, and I would not – be super surprised if he struggles with a very potent Rams defense that's going to have to be motivated especially if Goff doesn't start. They're going to they're going to know that it's going to be on them and they're going to have to play to get to the next round. So do you have winning? I have the Seahawks edging the Rams out. Uh what's the spread on this one? Uh I think it's 3 or 3 and a half. Yeah, Let I would look. I wouldn't touch it. Um Stay away. Yeah, I would. It, you're, you're telling me that you wouldn't take Russ to cover three points against John Wolford? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I I don't like that. I don't like that spread. I would normally take the Seahawks, but I think the Rams are going to be extra motivated if they have to have the backup. So I'm going to actually. I'm going to say it's going to be a, right around that. I'm, pro- but I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. I'm going to side. Pick a side. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm going to take them. Probably 2017. Okay, 2017. Uh, I want to. So the line right now is literally three. Okay. Well, there it is. There you have it. I'll take the Seahawks to cover, so they will win okay. and they will cover. All right. Three. John Wolford, bro. Hey, I'm th- I'm talking about that Rams defense. That Rams defense ain't a joke. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't think the Rams are going to be able to score. And Jalen Ramsey just shutting down DK every chance he gets. Like, DK cannot get around Ramsey. He can't. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where that's, like, the narrative and that's, like, what has happened until it doesn't. Well, so. we'll, we'll see. I, I, I think Lockett will have a bigger game. I think I think Ramsey will shut DK down. Would you be surprised if DK went out and had, like, six catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns? Yes. I would be very, oh, I'd be very surprised, and I'm a big DK about? guy. I love DK, but he keep like. Have you seen him against against Ramsey this season? He has been it's two games. All, yeah, I know, and Ramsey shut him the fuck down both times. Like it, like I can't. I think he had like five yards one game, and then like barely. It, I it was rough. 
It was like 46 yards total, I think. Yeah, it was rough. And I think he'll do that again. I think Ramsey's going to be all over him. So, we'll see. All right. I disagree. We'll see. All right. This is a game I'm pretty excited about, actually. This is going to be the Saturday night game. And why? Wait, why are you excited? I'm about excited this? about this game because I really want to see if Chase Young can come through with his remarks. He said he wanted Tom Brady. He was so hyped to play Brady. I want to see if he comes through. I saw a, f- a funny take today that Tom Brady, when he's not pressured, is top five in the league. Just great quarterback, right? And when he is not pressured, or when he is pressured, excuse me, he's Nick Mullins. Is that like his QBR or something? His QBR is the same as Nick Mullins when he's pressured. And he's 31st in the league when under pressure. So that Washington defensive line can get to Tom Brady. I want to see what happens. I, I, I expect the the Bucks to win this game pretty easily, but I, I think it'll be a fun, fun little game to see. You may, and I think it'd be hilarious if Alex Smith uh, came in there and beat. I think they're saying, Oh, did they say think, he's out? I, they haven't said it, but they're, it's like the hinting is more and more to Heineke at this point. I thought I saw something that they said they were going to split time. That's what they've been like saying that. all week. But I mean, I think, I think, the latest is that like Alex Smith has looked worse and worse. And so you they're gotta, starting to think that you got to feel for the him. guy. Oh, for sure. So let's get into it. So Ron yeah. Rivera, obviously the break even point is this round. Like if he loses with Alex Smith slash Taylor Heineke uh, to Tampa Bay, like no one's going to hold it against him. He's beaten cancer or is he cancer free at this point? Mm-hmm. I think he is mm-hmm. beat cancers, getting like cancer treatments at halftime. Um, somehow gets out of that. I mean, somehow, like, like it was a, an accomplishment, but I mean, at least he won his division. I mean, he was in the NFC East, but at least they won it. Um, so, you know, they with hope, Dwayne they Haskins the and Alex Smith running the show. Yeah. With Alex Smith running the show, um, you know, a- anything past this will be gravy. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, no one really expected the football team to really be where they're at. And, they they did fine. They did Some people fine. didn't even expect them to be a football team anymore. I mean, yeah, I mean, but now if anything that they are, they are the football team. So you know, they're they're just luckier in that whole sense. But when it comes to Ron Rivera, all you can do is have respect for this man. He he leads this team of that he knows is not good. He he's said multiple times this year how he doesn't he has does not have a, a starting quarterback in the QB room. Uh, he's you know they released Dwayne Haskins. Um, the defense is great. The offense has two weapons and that is it. Um, but and up weapons too. Yeah, they're, and, they're, and they're both hurt. No one is going to say one negative thing about Ron Rivera come Monday. You know who also doesn't think that Washington's very good? Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what's his name? Bruce Arians was Bruce saying Arians. You know, that it's a it's a four and one team they're playing. It's not a seven and nine team. They've been have been four and one. He said four and one. They've actually been five and one with Alex Smith as a starter. The guy who doesn't think that Washington is very good is Doug Peterson. 
And you know who I know that? Because he, they obviously were tanking. I mean, 100%. 100%. were taking. Yep. And they felt like Jalen Hurts, who at this point in his career is like a C minus slash D plus at quarterback. We agree. I mean, just right now. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah, for sure. He thought that that guy gave him too much of a chance of winning versus Washington. And then, and then you don't even put in your, your QB two and that you put in your, your third string quarterback. Like if, if, if you wanted to make it seem as though you weren't tanking, Maybe you put in Wentz there, but no, you put, oh, you well, put in they, Nate I mean, Sudfeld. Are you joking? The whole thing's a mess, but I mean, it's just goes Philly's to show how. garbage. Philly's garbage. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Dysfunctional. Um, but that whole thing, that whole saga really tells me how bad of a spot Washington is in from a roster standpoint. Yeah. Because that is, I mean, they they couldn't move the ball versus the Eagles defense, which got torched the week before by the Cowboys. And that they were so worried about being able to stop that the Washington offense so well that they had to put in their third stringer, like you said, just to secure the sixth overall pick over number nine. Yeah. And so that's a bad sign, dude. It's not good. And I and you you've heard all through the media how the players did not like the decision. Miles Sanders came out and said stuff where there was reports that defensive players had to be held back from Doug Peterson because they were so upset with the decision. What it's, do you think, as an aside, what do you think that was about? Do you think that was more of, of they really wanted to win that game? Or in my opinion, it was more so they just really liked Jalen Hurts and they were like, what the fuck? You know, like, I, why, why, why is he getting the legs cut off? Like, we want to see if we can, like, I think they wanted to win the game, but I think they wanted to win it with Jalen. Like, I think they wanted to try to win with Jalen. You mean like the players? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I think that's a hundred percent what it is. I think when Jalen took over, there was obviously that little boost that happens. You see it, you know, in every, almost every team. So you remember last year, all of a sudden, Daniel Jones takes over and the Giants win a game or two. You know, the team gets a little, you know, revived. They get a little boost. And we saw that with the Eagles. But I I think the players love Jalen. You know, they, they have a good – he has a good locker room presence. He's a leader. Everyone says that. Um, he's been a leader. He, you, sh- you see the respect that he gets. You know, he lost uh, the job at Alabama. And they went over – and did and did it respectfully went to Oklahoma you know and still became a second round pick and i think he's just he's respected and he you know he comes out and leads and when you know your leader gets taken out for no good reason um i mean he was 7 for 20 in that game he wasn't looking great but it's the last game of the season you drafted him in the second round let the kid sling it around and see what he's got like what are you doing? I I just I didn't understand it. It was crazy, and I would not be happy if I was in that legal Eagles locker room either. No, it's super dysfunctional. Um, but to bring it back to this game, yeah, we gotta get back to this um, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we already covered Washington. We know this is like they're playing with house money at this point, right? But for Bruce Arians, I had them 
as really having to make the Super Bowl because just because of where this roster is. Like, yeah. Tom Brady, he's probably got another one more year after this, I would assume, and who knows. But I think at least one more year with how pretty good he's looked. Yeah. Um, but it's a Super Bowl, like, win-now roster, in my opinion, with all the weapons you have. Gronk, you know, he's – he's uh, you know, he's really kind of revived his career. I, I mean, obviously, the, the year off. He's looked pretty solid. You got three amazing receivers. Um, all of them – I mean, I mean, Godwin is a free agent after this year. Um, and Evans, a, and and AB is too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there you go. I mean, Evans. We'll see if he's able to play at a high level in this game. Um, but despite that, it's really about you know, it's not even about winning this game. It's about winning in the round two. And then honestly, you know, if they lost to Green Bay in Green Bay, I think that'd be a major disappointment. And I don't think people would come after like Bruce or Tom really for losing that game. But it'd be a disappointment for sure, like a big one. I I would say, um, well, I got I have two things. First thing is just a little mild take. If I was Bruce Arians, I would not play Mike Evans this week. I think you can win this game without Mike Evans, and I think you're looking towards the future here for the this future games. Um, you have A B and Chris Godwin. And they both torched Atlanta last last week and looked great. You still have Gronk. You have uh, weapons here. I would sit Mike Evans this week. Uh, I watched the play where he injured himself. It looked not good. And if he's out there, he's not. He's going to be a decoy. Uh, it, it looked rough. So I'm I'm stoked that he can still play because I'm actually a big Mike Evans fan. Uh, I've always I've always said he's been great, but I would sit him this week. In regards to Bruce Arians, I think they need to make it to the NFC Championship um, because you look at last season they had all this turnover and now they have Gronk and Antonio Brown and Tom Brady and they built this super team and if you get anywhere less than the NFC championship, what was all that for? You know, you went out, you tried to make all these giant moves, signed Antonio Brown in the middle of the season. You have to show up when it comes to playoffs now because that's I think that's where the criticism is going to come. And if they lose to Washington, like, Arian's head's going to be on, like, oh, a pitchfork. Oh, he might be fired, like, bro. Yeah, like, you, you, can, you, you can't lose this game to Washington. No. So... I think you got you, like that's the bare minimum that you can do. Like if you lose a close game in the NFC Championship, you're gonna be fine. But probably, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be fine. I just think it'd be a. I think I think that'd be a, a bigger disappointment internally than it would externally. Right. If they made it to that game and lost, right. I think it'd be a, like like let's say like let's say Seattle gets there and they lose that game. I think it'd be pretty disappointing. But they know they at least have Russ for next year, and they still got him for another three or four years in his prime. Right, right. Whereas Tom Brady, it's like, okay, well, dude, we got like one or two shots of this. And Bruce Arians is 67 or something. Yeah, he's up there. I guess Pete Carroll is old too, but, yeah. I mean, just with the quarterback situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think like I said, you spent all that. Like, you, you made the big move. You brought Tom Brady down there. You got Gronk. You got uh, Evans, Godwin. You sign A.B., you know, you bring in freaking Leonard Fournette. You sign everybody. All these, you know, 
all these guys. You got to make it happen here in the playoffs. It's it's got to you got to have it. Yep. All, right. all right. So I have them winning and covering. It's yeah, like me, yeah, me too. Half. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think they're going to have a problem with this game. Washington is not going to move the football, and no. the defense isn't going to get it have enough to to stop Brady. Brady's been very no. hot the, the last few weeks too. So nah, this is like a twenty to twenty five point game. Yeah, agreed. Sadly. All right. Let's go ahead and get going on the Sunday slate. First up, this is a really fun one. I really like this game. Uh, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens traveling over to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Man, let's kick it off with the Ravens. What do you have on their side of the ball? Um. Okay, so for the Ravens, right? For the Ravens, they got to get to, like, let's talk about John Harbaugh. For him, they have to at least get to the point where they face the Chiefs again, in my opinion, because that's kind of been their kryptonite. So if they do not even get to that game, that'd be a major disappointment because they want to avenge the losses they've had over the last three years to that team, in my opinion. Um, So they are, I believe, three-point favorites in this game is the last line I saw. And so it's not like they're a major favorite, but on on their end, it'd be like the takes that would be flying off the handle on Monday morning if Lamar plays bad in this game and they get down and it's another another episode of the he can't throw the ball while losing saga episode series. Yeah. It'd be bad. It'd be very, very bad. Yeah, and you know you gotta um, think about Lamar's playoff record here. He does not want to go 0-3 um, in the playoffs. He's already talked about it. He's got to get the win. And you, last year, you remember, they got run over by Tennessee on Tennessee's way to the AFC Championship. So Tennessee is going to be motivated to go and do that again. Um, but I think uh, when it comes to John Harbaugh, I think he's going to have to show that he can get Lamar over the hump here. I don't, I don't think... Um, it's a they're the five seeds, is that correct? They're the five, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that they are likely to play if in in this scenario probably the Bills. Um, I would. Well, assume I think if, I think if if uh, if the Browns lose to the Steelers, and what's the other game? If the and the Bills win this weekend, so there's three AFC games this weekend. Yeah. If those two chalky outcomes happen, then I think the winner of Baltimore, Tennessee gets the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that'd be yeah, so it would be they would play so the they Chiefs. So they could they yeah. they're I think true. we both project I mean I pre- yeah. foreshadowing, but we both think that the Bills are gonna win and I, I I'm guessing we both think the Steelers are probably gonna win. Yeah. With all the tapping with Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that here in a second, but yeah. Um yeah, so they would face KC next round. They yeah. have to at least get to that game. Yeah, I, I, that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. I think they have to get to that game. Um, I don't think that they have the juice to compete with either the Chiefs or Bills um, at this point. Um, it would be very. Um, they have to prove it to us. Yeah, they have to really show us because right now they haven't. Like, it's been a rocky season. Lamar's been up and down. He's starting to get his groove back. The last few yeah, weeks, but look who they played. Yeah, like it's been the the Bengals, it's been the Jags, I think. Yeah. Um, 
there's another shitty team in there. But yeah, it's, it, been... it, it's the nice way to move into the playoffs. Yeah. The nice way to get in there. Um, so I think that's probably where they need to get. And I don't think anybody expects them to necessarily beat uh, KC or Buffalo. Yeah. Um, for for Tennessee, yeah. like weirdly, I don't think they have much pressure on them. Because I think, um, you know, the, there's a lot of trendy picks that are taking Tennessee to win this game. Because it's not a big spread. It, yeah, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it should be either. No, it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but they kind of showed us last year they were, they were at least able to get up to the point where they were facing the Chiefs in Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. And then as for, you know, Baltimore, like the narratives aren't really already like going for Tennessee to where, um, you know, people, a lot of people like Frabel. Um, I, I think he's a pretty good coach. Yeah, he's good. I like and him. And then Tannehill, like no one's really coming at Tannehill being like, oh, he can't win the big game. Like he went deep last year. And, you know, I think if they lost this game, it'd be like, oh, it was a tough, hard fight. Like, especially if it's close. Now, if they get boat raced, okay, it's like maybe that defense can't win, you know? Like that defense yeah. is so bad that they it, – it, obviously it depends on how these games go, right? Right. So right. that'll that'll determine how the narrative is. Like if, if it's, you know, 45 – like if they give up like 45 points and they get run over, like Tennessee It's going to be rough. It's gonna be rough on Vrabel in the morning. But no one, yeah, as a defensive coach, but no one yeah. will come after Tannehill. I mean, no. unless he throws like two pick sixes. But I don't think that's not really Tannehill, though. I don't think they're like not really. Arthur Smith's not gonna really put him in situations to really Future make Falcons mistakes. Coach. Yeah, few, uh, yes, yes, or Joe Brady. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll do we'll pot on that. But um, I don't think Arthur Smith is gonna put Tannehill in. He does he, like Tannehill doesn't really throw picks. Like he's not. He doesn't really get a lot of opportunities. They hand the ball to Derrick Henry a million times a game. So they take their shots with A.J. Brown. They take their shots with Corey Davis, Johnny Smith. They're going to they're gonna set things up. I don't. I think this game is going to be close. I don't think they're going to get boat raced. But if they do, then I think it is going to be on Vrabel, not necessarily the offense. Because yeah. if they get – so the way to beat Tennessee is you take them out early. You get an early lead. And try to have to then they have to start throwing, and that's when Tennessee's in trouble. I mean, that's kind of the story so, for both teams, right? Yeah, that's I mean, true. Really, too. so you know, this this is the game. I think everybody is kind of looking at this as would you agree is the game of the weekend? That first game yeah. on Sunday. This is the, this is the most evenly matched one. Either it this is. this yeah yeah but, for sure. Like you said, if one team gets up by you know seventeen. All of a sudden, this game isn't that fun anymore. No, it, yeah, the game that game right? gets out of hand quick because these teams are going to just run the ball down your throat at that point, and then yep. and then the clock's gone and you have nothing. So it's yeah. both, both so these both these teams can a run. Sneaky like sneaky chance for a bad game. Yeah, which sucks. I, I'm expecting to this to be a good game though. Yeah, I think all it's right, going to so be back and forth. All the pressures on, in my opinion, on Baltimore. Um, I got Tennessee winning. And pulling the upset in a close one. I was going to go that way or that route, but uh, for the sake of the pod, I'm going to flip and go uh, Baltimore here. And I think Lamar goes and gets his uh, first playoff win and uh, hopefully gets to take a rematch against the Chiefs in the next round. Hopefully not. You don't want to play Baltimore? No, I, I, I would love to play Cleveland. I'm sure you would. I'd love to play. Well, we'll get to Cleveland yeah. here in a second. We got one more game before that, and that is going to be your Chicago Bears 
They're on my Matt Nagy. You love to see it. No. Okay. Mitch Trubisky going down to Louisiana to take on them dirty Saints. Let's uh, go ahead and talk about these Bears who lost and somehow still made the playoffs. Uh, they're sitting there surprised, and so are we. So let's uh, talk about Coach Matt Nagy. Where, where is there any sort of pressure on him to do anything right here? No, no. I mean, what are they like nine point underdogs? They're I mean, gonna get. They're gonna talk about a I boat like, race. I think that's that's what's gonna happen here. Uh, yeah, I mean maybe. Um, so there's there's like not pressure on Matt Nagy in this game, but there's like pressure on him in general, just as a person. Like I'm sure his wife wakes up next to him and is like, "Yo, dude, you gotta get this shit together." Like he's just gotta you know, be anxiety ridden twenty four seven. Just in general, like his kids are like, "Dude, like we need some money." Yeah, like, like you better get, you better turn this shit around. Yeah, you didn't so, even look at Deshaun. What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. But um, in this game, not really. Like no one's gonna crush them if they lose by ten. Like that's the spread. Um, but my question is for Bears fans. Are you rooting for your team to win this game, or are you rooting for them to lose? Because, honestly, a Trubisky upset victory where he throws, like, two or three touchdowns might be the worst thing for Bears fans, in my opinion. All of a sudden, you get talked into that four-year deal. Ah, uh, fuck. Let's give him $89 million. Let's give him 50 guaranteed. It's like, And then you're looking up at it, like, October of next year. Like, what the fuck do we do? I... As much as I want that to not be a thing, I think that Matt Nagy, if he has any sense in him whatsoever, knows that Mitch is not the guy. Um, he's, I mean, if he pulls this upset, I still wouldn't have any sort of thoughts about him being my quarterback going forward. Um, he'd have to like play out of his mind throughout the like next two rounds to have any sort of shot. It's not really up to Nagy though. I mean, right. It's right. Ryan Pace who's trying to like save his job, making that pick look better. Yeah. So that's not good. That's not exactly what no, you want. This organization is really not going in the greatest direction. Um, Meanwhile, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. So, well, yeah. It's so strange. It's so strange. They, 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 they won a lot of really close games and, snuck in like i said they lost and still somehow made the playoffs um but i don't think i still don't think that there's anything that trubisky can do that would solidify his job next year outside of winning the super bowl yeah which is not gonna happen so no not at all um for the saints it's kind of weird so i think i i in my notes, I have written down Super Bowl or bust, and I think that's what they are internally. It kind of goes back to Tampa Bay. Similar situations. You look at their cap situation um, for the Saints. It's not good. It's not good. They clearly went all in. Um, they're like, mul- they're like tens of millions of dollars over the cap next year if it goes down or stays stagnant like they projected to do. Um, and then Breeze is going to retire. One, one thing on that season. real quick that I saw is that that next year we're getting an extra game. So True. Yeah. they said that that's going to help alleviate the cap space a little and let it, let it grow a little bit because of the revenue from that extra game that well, we that, would. I, I thought they already would. knew that was going to happen. So 
all these like the projections that we've been seeing like it's gonna like go back by 10 to 15 million dollars like they hadn't already been like factoring that in it's kind of weird yeah I've, I've heard of that is like adding the extra game is supposed to alleviate the cap issues for some teams um things mm-hmm. like that because we'll we'll see where it goes but i just want to throw that in there go ahead finish where you're going with the saints here yeah well either way they still have the 32nd like ranked cap situation like going into next it's year they were gonna be, even bad. if it went up by its usual like 10 to 15 mil they were still they were still be gonna be under or over way yeah. over yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you're gonna you're not gonna have your starting quarterback next year. Like Breeze is clearly done. He signed um, so a he signed what? a deal already to uh, I think it was with CBS to commentate. Oh, that's facts. Yes, yeah. confirmed. He's, he signed a deal already. Oh, cool. Yep. So, with all that being he could, said, he could get out of them, it, but I th- yeah, I think they're gonna like internally they're Super Bowl or bust. But if they went up against um, who who could they face? So they're the two seed. Like, let's say they face who's the three? Seattle. Is it the Seahawks? Yeah, yeah. So if they face the Seahawks and they lose to Russell Wilson, like it'd be very disappointing. But uh, I don't think it would be that unexpected. No one's gonna come at them, really. Yeah. I mean, I, they would just come at themselves. Their owner would come at them. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Where's my money going? Right, and I think um, you would see a big montage on Monday morning of Drew Brees' career. Oh, we saw the, the end of an era, you know. You're looking forward to it? God, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh, are you looking forward to the montage, though? I'm looking... Uh, no, I, I could give a shit less about the montage. Um, when Taysom Hill's going to be their starting quarterback because they don't have any cap space and, and pick so late in there. I mean, they, they, they beat you guys with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Yeah, I know, but we suck, so I'm not worried about that. Um, you might suck next year too. Yeah, we'll see, but uh, we'll we'll get to, we got all sorts of summer potting to do and draft season pods, all that good stuff. We're gonna get into all sorts of shit, free agency right. pods. But yep. I think uh, when it comes to Breeze and the Saints, I have to agree with you. I don't think that anyone's gonna be too mad if they lose next round. Uh, if they say they're playing Seattle, uh, I don't think like it'll, it will probably be a close game and I would probably take the Saints to beat Seattle if that was the case. But I don't think that... You would? Wait, wait, say that again. What? I think I would take the Saints to beat Seattle. Would you really? Yeah. Old Man Breeze? I mean, I guess it is in the Dome. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why? If it was in Seattle, you'd take Seattle? Uh, Yeah, probably. I think, I think Breeze... Is go- I think Breeze is going to be motivated. Like obviously, it's his last hurrah. He's got to do something with it, and the Saints are going to try to get him that ring. You know, they like I said, they put everything into it. You know, they're they're all in this season, so we'll see where it goes. But I think this round, um, if they were to lose this oh, this tragic. round, it would be devastating. Like oh, yeah. it w- it would be rough. Who? Who won, Who lost in that in the round? I feel like there was a team that lost in the first round. Oh, freaking New England! You remember when yeah, New, New England got smoked by Tennessee in yeah, the first year, yeah. in the first round? And then like it's like what? Like yeah. it'd be it'd be a situation like that. Same thing because it's the yeah. end of an era. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So, but I I do see uh, the Saints winning this game. Uh, yeah. 
I don't. I don't think they're going to have too much trouble with this at all. I actually, I actually have Chicago covering like whatever that is, like nine or nine and a half. I think I could, I could see them getting close. The defense will be able to at least keep it close, and then maybe Mitch gets like a garbage time touchdown to make it like five points or something. Yeah, and I think I saw that Kamara's going to be back. Yeah, he tweeted out like, yeah. well, I don't know. He tweeted something like, "Ah, oh, see you on Sunday." See, which, yeah, okay, something like obviously, that. Obviously, like. Right, right. Just, honestly, like we like watching Alvin Kamara. We're Alvin yeah. Kamara fans on yeah, this podcast for sure, 100%. Get get another six touchdowns, Kamara. I love to see that. That was crazy. Unless you're a Chicago better, and then you do not want to see no. another six touchdowns. Yucky. All right, let's get into the final game of the weekend. The one of the most controversial games of the weekend, uh, as the Cleveland Browns coachlessly will be going to Pittsburgh. Um, Head coach Kevin Stefanski has been uh, diagnosed with COVID-19, so he is out. Um, So they will be using the replacement coaches here. Um, Ben, what do you you got for Cleveland? Doesn't seem like there's going to be any pressure on them to win this game. No, no, no pressure at all. It's pretty stupid that the NFL has protocols in place that does not allow Kevin Stefanski to have any sort of communications with his team, even from remote. Like why? Yeah. I don't get, I don't get why this is a thing. Like he can't, he can't like buzz in like, like the little buzz thing that they got at Buffalo Wild Wings. He can't do that from like across the parking lot. Like I don't get why he can't at least call in plays. My, my only thing to me. My only thing, my only thinking, um, when it comes to that is the rate of play. I don't think there would be enough time for like him to maybe like bro we relay got stuff. I know. I, I I technically could be there and see what's going on, but like virtually see what's going on. But I think yeah. I think it's like that's a lot to kind of put on because he Wait, can't. Why? He, what do you think? Well, I like, think, what do you like, think would be the problem? Well, I think like he'd have to get like a, an overall view of the game to see what's going on. Um, yeah. And you'd have to, you'd have to have so many missing pieces. And if there's technical difficulties, you're screwed. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of what ifs at play in that scenario. But I, I think that there should be something that he could be able to do. It just, it's, it's sh- shitty. It's, it's unfair. It gives the Steelers a big advantage, and it sucks. Yeah, so no pressure on the Browns. For Tomlin, all the pressure. Like, if they lose this game, it's bad. It's a bad look because somehow the line for this game is only six, which kind of blows my mind. Like, we have all – it hasn't been like, oh, we just got this news and – it's six and now it's going to get taken off the board. No, it's been six for like the last like four days. Right. What if the Browns smoke the Steelers here? Like beat them by two touchdowns. Yeah. What would happen to Mike Tomlin? Nothing. I mean, not, he's not going to get fired obviously, but like you, he would get wrecked he'd get the roasted, next day. Yeah. It'd be then rough. People would be calling for Roethlisberger to retire. He would, he would, he should at that point. He, well, he's, yeah. he's, he's on his last leg anyway, but like, he should anyway, but yeah. like no one's like the day after they lose next round to the bills, no one's going to call for him to retire. I mean, right. like, okay. If he plays terrible, maybe a little bit, but if he like loses a 
31-24 game. Like, no one's going to be like, ah, big. Like, Steelers fans are like, ah, get Big Ben out of here. Like, it's not going to be like that. But If I'm the Bills, I want to see Pittsburgh instead of the Browns. Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't go that far. I, I would. I actually think the Browns would win this game if Stefanski was there. I would. They wouldn't be favored. I would say they'd be favored. I'd say I would pick them to win. If you pick it, them to win. I yeah, in a in a, a in a close. I, one. I think it's a bad matchup because I think the Steelers defense can just do things to Baker and fuck him up. Right, but I think they would lean heavy on the run, and I think that that run defense, while it is very very good, yeah, um, it's very good. Yeah, can't can get exposed at times, but um, I think I take the Browns in a in a close game, but. Either way, this scenario. either way, I think the Bills next round are going to have fun with the Steelers. I think that they're going to hand the Steelers their ass, if I'm being honest. Like, oh, like going forward? What do you the mean? Bills. I think the Bills. If the Bills. Oh, the Bills? Yeah, the Bills okay. will hand the Steelers their ass if they play them next round. Oh, yeah. I mean, they already did. We've yeah. already seen that. And game. they're going to do it again. I uh, mean, like, that's not like every. Situ- it's not like every scenario that happens, like like we were talking about Jalen Ramsey and DK Metcalf. It's not like that's just going to replicate itself every time. So you know Pittsburgh could could upset the Bills, but I think that's a bad matchup for the Steelers because I just don't think yeah. they can score. Right, and they play that zone defense, and I just think Josh Allen's picking apart this shit right now. Yeah, he is. Josh Allen looks fucking great. All right, well, that is the last of the games for this weekend. Oh, uh, I have let's Pittsburgh get, covering, let, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, do we have a, a score on that? They're going to cover the six? Six. Okay, yeah. yeah I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say uh, I'll say 27 to 10, actually. I don't 27 think to Cleveland, 10, okay. Yeah, I don't think Cleveland's – I think Cleveland's going to struggle to score. I think I think we got we to gotta pick six or a fumble six in store. I don't yeah. think that the Steelers' offense will look great. But I, don't I think, think so they'll either. get 21, and then we'll see. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. I, I won't go that far. I, I'll say um, maybe 24-14-ish, right around there is where I'll give it. About 10, okay. 10 points, something like that. They might get a touchdown late on something like, you know, we'll we'll see when the Steelers are just running out the clock. Um, but I a lot, a lot of these lines come down to that stupid garbage time. Yeah, like for especially sure. the ones that are like around the six mark or the eight mark, like somewhere yeah, around the touchdown. Yeah, you hate to see it. I don't like those lines. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it can it's change terrible. like that. So stupid. Yeah, it's tragic, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, that is every game for this weekend. You have our analysis. You have where every what it's going to happen to every coach if they win or lose this week. Ben. Do you have anything else for the listeners out there before we get out of here? I do. I have one last message for all of you people that are calling the Buffalo Bills the favorite in the AFC, just disregarding the one seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, which we've already seen what they can do. All I'm saying is, to all you people, keep that same energy when in two weeks they get embarrassed on national TV. Keep that same energy. I got all of you motherfuckers in a notebook like Steve Buscemi and, and Billy Madison. Just keep keep that in mind. Interesting. So you think they're going to get embarrassed in a couple weeks? Yes. Like blown out? Yes. Woo! 
I don't think the Chiefs play another close game this year. That's hot. That's a hot take right there. Like minimum 14 point spreads. Ooh, okay. Okay, I'm I'm going to have to see see this to believe anything of it. Uh, all these people on national TV or on podcasts and the media that are calling the Bills the favorites. And all I'm saying is, is that I better not hear you same people when the Chiefs win that game being like, oh, we saw this coming. No, you didn't. You, you, you're trying to get these hot takes out, trying to be ahead of the curve. Well, m- meanwhile, the curve, like, you're, you're going to get run over. Like, you're trying to get ahead of it, and you're getting out ahead of yourself. Uh. The Chiefs still run this shit, and they're going to run this shit for the next 10 years. So, don't so what what happens if the reverse happens and the Bills blow out the Chiefs? Are you going to renounce this part of the episode? Are we going to no, scratch I'm just this? Not, I'm just not going to pod until the draft. I'm just not going to just pod be until dead. April. Just yeah, I'm going to retire. That's bro. fair. You know, just pull a Gronk, take a year off, come I back. Think that, that would be the move. That's the move right there. Let's yeah. work. It's working out for Gronk. You know, you go, you smash a Lego statue on new year's you come back and you mm-hmm. score touchdowns i think that'd be the career trajectory for me after that yeah it's 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 it's, a, it's an up and down path but mm-hmm. I, I think it's the right one mm-hmm. so without well, anyways, further you guys can find me at legoland right all right guys and that does it for us here at split the uprights thank you again for coming back and listening Um, We have more stuff coming for you guys soon, and we will catch you guys next time.